evening, lads. First episode of the NAANG Silent A Nang, also known as Il Nanger, also known as Ilhan. Matt, can you help me out? Either way, it's going to look good on the merch. Um, no appearances, no goals. God, that's a fine damn man. You sound like a 40 year old man that talks to boys on the internet. That again is a very hard sort of phrase to get into a, an acronym. You really are not understanding our approach. To this. <laughs> I'm just talking about what, um, you're, what you're saying the words. So, over to you. So, we've got Yusuf, Mac, who's going to be in charge of the Mersh, Abel, who's going to be in charge of the Skunk, and Yusuf, who's going to be in charge of the Bombay mix coming straight out of Corella. You've, you've mentioned me twice, Sorry. so people listen to this thinking it's two yourselves. Okay, well, you're worth it. So, what are we going with first, Yusuf? We're, we're going with the actual name of this podcast, which is No Appearances, No Goals. Okay, all right. Take two. Welcome to No Appearances, No Goals. Nang. That's not what you should do. That sounded so corny. Exactly. My way was you far to, better. You, Can you, you edit say something? Stuff? You need to say something like... You need to either say, welcome to the No Fairs, No... You should say it with Nang first. Say, welcome to the Nang podcast. No Fairs, No Goals. All right. Can you... Uh, Yusuf, can you edit whatever you said out and whatever Max said out and just leave it with, like, Il Nanga? Because that's a far better intro. I, I, I can edit out, but I prefer this version. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, what, what's the first agenda item? Uh, I want to just congratulate Liverpool for winning the Premier League. Okay, that's a bit like you've you've gone way over the top there. No, I. This is Yusuf. Listen, you you got a catalogue of like four predictions. You went from Man United, then you went to Tottenham, and exactly. then you went to Liverpool. Like you exactly. with every manager. No, no, I I I I have to backtrack, and you know the whole the whole May night May night win the league was like a I was on. Some weird fever dream. I uh, Tottenham. I didn't say no, they're going to win the league. I think Tottenham were a real deal. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. did. Yeah, you did. You said, it, you said it yesterday. We got it. We got. We got it in writing. I remember this is episode one of this podcast. So, what precedence do you guys have? I've got it. We've got recordings from a different podcast, and we've got it in writing on the WhatsApp chat. Well, at least I'm putting shit out there. You guys are just sitting on the fence. Okay. Spurs is not a bad shot, though. They're doing really well. Thank you, Mac. I needed that. Oh, so it's not a bad shot. Sitting like the... Nah, I, call, I called Liverpool. Called Liverpool from episode one of the old you know podcast. You going out on a limb. Yeah. Yeah, but is the point yeah, but that, I, 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 to say what you think might sort of happen? Yeah, but you're saying you called Liverpool. I could have said Burnley. That's, yeah, that's going out on a limb. Liverpool. Saying Liverpool you're going to win is not exactly like... Bloody hell. No, but look, yeah, look, look at the league this year. Yeah, but that, yeah, it's not like it's it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, well, Liverpool is the Liverpool is the obvious pick. Though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah, because no, yeah, because everyone else was yeah, checking I, out Man I, City. I, there, I said no, Man City is never going to win it. Oh my god, I I gave yeah, a I whole said, nah. twenty minute diatribe for how Man City are finished. Looks like you were right, and they are finished. You also said Man United for the league. Is. There is there is no proof <laughs> or evidence of that statement. There, there is. There's plenty of it. Okay, it's so, on the internet. It's been so public. All right, so going back to your uh, outlandish comment, can you just expand a bit? 
or on Liverpool winning the yeah. league. They played Leicester City. Yeah. And Leicester City are, you know, won four away from home. They're in a good vein of form. They have, you know, they have a lethal Jamie Vardy. Liverpool literally have half the team missing and they just they just sorted them aside. They Leicester did not lay a glove on them. Liverpool look really comfortable. They look like Man United in the nineties or like Bayern Munich or Juventus when they were winning multiple leagues. An opposition team comes, they just beat them comfortably, no no frills, just professional game set and match. Yeah, but you, you didn't have Leicester down for the league, so is, I, I, this... No, no. Leicester are a dangerous football team. Dangerous football team. They've beaten City, they beat Arsenal. You know, they have won four games in a row away from home. Yeah. And, you know, they're not some uh, mid table team. They're, I think they were top of the league at the start of uh, this weekend. Liverpool just beat them. No, no worries whatsoever. Mm, all right. Mac, what do you think? I don't know. I uh, no, I can't I don't comment on football. I don't know enough. Okay. Abel, what do you think? Abel's gone. No, but you Elma, you're a Liverpool fan. Watch that yeah, match. I mean... At any stage did you not did you not you probably didn't feel any sort of threat from Leicester. Yeah, were... You just you just you just watched a, t- a champion team. Go out there and just literally just fob off the other team. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I think you know there were like maybe three or four times where they got down Milner's side and it looked genuinely dodge, um, but it just didn't materialize. I just think it was probably one of those games where, to be honest with you, everybody overhyped Leicester, and it felt like. Uh, just from the um, opening interview, so for example, Albrighton said, yeah, they're a good team. We also feel like we're a good team and we've got equally good players. Like, when I heard that, I thought, well, mm, not really. Like, I, I wasn't super confident, but it's clearly maybe that Leicester were a bit overconfident, if you see what I mean. It just turned out to be one of those days where it wasn't their day. What was the score? 3 0. Okay. But it probably could have been like four or five. Um, mm. Yeah, Firmino was like inventing ways to miss, to miss one on ones. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I'm I'm happy he scored, but it's just come on, man. He 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 needs to he needs to step up. Yeah, I think. Do you know what? I think people, including myself, are now increasingly questioning more. <clears throat> like he does a lot for the team, but he's not pulling his weight. Goal wise, and it's not because he's not getting chances or creating chances, it's because he's missing chances, and I think that's what sticks in your mind. And when you've got, like, say, Jota that comes in and it looks like he'll take maybe one of every three chances, then it, it just makes you and work as hard as Firmino, maybe not do the same job. It's not the thing. Can I, can I, I don't even think from sorry, Abba, I don't even think. Firmino's missing chances. No. You know how you know when strikers are bad vein of form, you like something needs to go off their backside, but at least they're in at least they're in the box to get the chance. Mm. I I don't he's he's barely visible no, no, no. on the TV it's screen the when you watch it's him. The opposite. Look at the city game. We should have been like two nil up or maybe three nil up. And Firmino, oh. like in the first thirty seconds, he should have rounded the keeper and scored. People forget that. 
He his my issue with him now is when I think about a game, like one of the first things I think about is the chances that he's missed, not necessarily the chances that he's created or like his work rate, but his his. And I think Abu, you mentioned this as well. Do you remember the City game? Yeah, like he, you got him just, behind their defense like like three times in the first five minutes. Exactly, and yeah. he's just like there's becoming no end product, and so. I don't know if he's believing the hype and yeah, that he, he doesn't I'm, need I'm, to I'm, score. I'm actually going to go out on a limb here because I was ex- I was accused of not doing this earlier. I think <laughs> I think Liverpool getting all those injuries is probably the best thing that's happened to them. Because I think if you had a fully fit team, you might have struggled with complacency. You reckon? Yeah, and I think you got like the, the, everyone that you got there has now got a point to prove. Yeah, but look, not having like a recognised two re- two recognised centre backs is yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But at the same time, I just think yeah, if you had the same team from last year, the the element of complacency could have crept in. And I think this is now is actually a challenge. See, when you talk about the recognised centre backs, mm. you've got you know. For- uh, Matip, the only fault with Matip is that he's always injured. Which is a pretty big fault and something we don't... It is, but then, you know, he's he's had a steady run of games. But then, for, uh, what's the name? Fabinho. Fabinho is like literally put in when Mascarano went back into uh, centre midfield, as a centre defence. It's that type of level. Fabinho isn't, you know, if Liverpool had all the... If Liverpool didn't have Fabinho playing and had like some six, 17-year-old, I'll be worried. But when you, every time we see Fabinho in centre-back, he's brilliant. He's no, absolutely he's not brilliant. brilliant that's the thing. That's another thing that's... I think he's, ham, um, this game, what did Jamie Vardy do? Nothing, but that's not because of Fabinho. Exactly. No, 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 no. Again, that's for Fabinho playing as centre-back. Jamie Vardy did not have a sniff. The most dangerous striker yeah, in the Premier League. Jamie Vardy does also rely on some service, though. Exactly. Yusuf, are you certain Jamie Vardy didn't have a sniff? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mac. Well done. Did sniff that Vardy. Um, sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but the thing is, yeah, like Fabinho loses the ball more often than not. Well, not, maybe not more often than not, but he's like he's not good. He's not. Uh, he he's not good with his feet. So, like today, there were again a few misplaced passes. It's just. The press wasn't high enough. Like, I think he. Are you faulting this game for a few missed passes? A few the missed guy passes who kept when there's a clear passes clean sheet. Yeah. That's a big deal. Nah, you're overblown. No, he's not man. a centre back. You're yeah, asking but he's playing that centre back. This is yeah, my point. No, but he's there to do a. The fact he's doing a job is should be enough. Uh-huh. What do you expect? He's playing our position. Exactly, and my and that's my point. Playing out of position, so you can't say when you've got Fabinho there, there should be no, you shouldn't be worried about anything. Like, it's mm. not sustainable. Okay. I think it is. I honestly think it is. He's got, he's got Mascarano vibes about him. What do you think, Abel? I, I think I've said my piece before. I, I think, I think this Liverpool team's going to win it, but I think it's almost like it's a complete different Liverpool team now. Uh, I think the challenge has been laid down to them. I, I think I, I think they'll win it. No, but like with Fabinho they, at the yeah, back. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna rise to the challenge. 
I think they will. I think again, like what's what's better than winning the, the, the league like the last year? Again, the like I said the complacency would have would have crept in. This is a cha- this is a challenge to them. Okay, imagine imagine look, they're still sweeping aside Leicester. Yeah, that that's what they what they achieved today is a very satisfying victory. But if they had done it with last year's team, that's another three points. Yeah, but that's that's implying that Klopp wouldn't be able to motivate his team. Like he motivated the team after the Champions League failure. He motivated the team after losing the league by one point, and it was ended up ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. He motivated teams from a losing yeah. position. Yeah, a losing position. It's easy. To, it's almost easier. No, but it's almost easier to motivate them from losing uh, positions. I I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, last year's last year's victory was almost the team of destiny. If when they win it this year, it's going to be even be even bigger achievement. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's going to be even bigger. No, it's going to be much bigger, much it's bigger. Hard, it's always harder to retain a title. That's yeah, that's because of complacency. Yeah. That's because of complacency sets in after you win it. So it's really difficult to basically maintain that hunger after you've done it. Yeah, I, I listen. I get that retaining bit is hard, right? But like, what's not? What is harder? Is to motivate a team after you've lost on the final day of getting 97 points. But I don't agree with that because you're like, okay, we've got this close, we can do it again. But once you've actually done it and you've actually achieved your goal, it's so hard to actually have that hunger again to want to do it over and over again. Like, it's always the hardest, hardest thing is to retain a title. Like A good example is, is um, Tottenham. Yeah, you could argue us and Tottenham not too dissimilar position. When uh, Champions League for um, Champions League final. Yeah, but that's a, you can't. It's a very different. No, no, no. Like, but like, no, no, that's not different. Liverpool had already got there the year before, yeah. and also Spurs got there like through so much fluky things. Yeah, and that was just a flash in the pan. Liverpool would, Liverpool were like, they were there, innit? I think the comparison would be you look the next season after you won it. That would be the comparison. I- no, but the and to add, to, we won, Tot- Tottenham, Tottenham got Tottenham got there on stretched resources as well. Mm. They got there with no absolute no investment whatsoever, and they kind of knew that. Oh, this is this is the furthest we're ever going to get. Yeah, it's it's it was like the last the last lap of yeah. a dying team. The comparison, the comparison you know, Klopp motivating the team. You kind of you're kind of arguing yeah. our point because obviously they lost in the last day. Champions, like Champions League, they lost in the final and they got back there the next year. And after the next year, they couldn't win it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, but that, that but, but the reason why I don't use last year as an example because I genuinely like last year we lost to Atletico because of Adrian, not because of a lack of um, motivation or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's you could argue it's a lack of foresight from the manager, and it's been proved. Like you can't have a. I thought we started two. a new podcast. Why are we still talking about Adrian? All right, sorry. El- Elmo, I-, I don't know what, what, what your issue is, but Liverpool are like top of the top of the league no, for our goal like difference. They, they, they just they just emph- they emphatically beat Leicester. Yes, they got injuries, but you know with players like Mane, Robinson, uh, Gigi Wijnaldum, the goalkeeper, you've got some of the best players in their position in the world. Liverpool don't lose at home. They've scored. I think they scored the most goals. And they are the champions. They have momentum. They have, they have that sort of, you know, th- their chess is always is always out. They're they're ready for anything. Do you know what? What are you seeing? No, are I, are I you seeing something like different? To what we're saying? Um, short memories. It's also because everyone else is crap. 
it's not just that Liverpool are so good. It's that everyone else is absolutely crap. Do you know what I mean? Look. At... So I don't think I don't think everyone else. Boss is that Spurs, crap, who else is good? Chelsea are good. Okay, maybe Chelsea. But well, I, I think Lampard will get exposed. But yeah, Chelsea are looking good. But other than Chelsea and Spurs, it doesn't look like there's like there's not no top six, is there? Because there isn't six good teams. Yeah, but like Leicester were like good apart uh, until a couple of hours ago. Yeah, and the fact that's the whole, whole point. That's the whole point everyone's making. Yeah. The fact that Leicester were good and how Liverpool could destroy them so easily, it shows you how strong Liverpool are. Actually, you make a good point, Mac, because at the start of the season, you know, the first uh, first four or five games, you know, everyone was like, look at this team, look at that team, look at that team. But now it's sort of evened out. Mm. You've seen Tottenham's, uh, uh, Tottenham Liverpool have been the standout teams. Then you've got that sort of Everton, West Ham, Leicester type teams. And then you've got traditional big teams like Man United, Arsenal and Man City. Because you haven't put Arsenal in that category anymore. Traditional big teams. Traditional. What are you talking about traditional? Like, I don't know, like, Tony, and Tony Blair's day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> traditional circa yeah. 98, yeah? No, but I, I, I was really impressed with, with Liverpool. Um, I was expecting a better match. I was expecting Leicester to go for them, but uh, we we said last couple of minutes that Liverpool was just you know, too damn good. Just before we move um, on, I was expecting a tighter match, but and I think I made this point before. Everybody was talking about Vardy as if like you know Liverpool didn't have Mane playing, right? And and this is I feel like this season people are just generally a bit fickle, like. You could go from being favourites one week to the next week. You're not going to make the top four. The but do you think? Do you think that's this season? Or do you think that's just football? Not even just football. Sports in general. No, like everything just... is like the hottest take ever. No, no. I feel like it's this season because um, things are sort of basically because probably City are not doing so well, uh, and um, isn't the table much more tightly packed than it has been for a very long time? Yeah, but it, and it's also going to be an injury-ravaged season as exactly, well, though. yeah. I know Liverpool got the short end of the straw with the injuries, but everyone else is going to get these injuries as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, there aren't no... there. We, we don't have any more internationals, right? Until March. Nah, not till like, February no, there's or March. No, no international to March. But I just yeah, like but then more, I think, like... There's more people being fickle now. Um... And it's just like the, the quality of the sort of the discussion and the debate. It's just I don't know. It's just. Are you talking about us talking right now? Generally, like Leicester go from title favourites to like you know scrapping for the top four within a space of half an hour. Who, who's in their title favourites though? Is that bookies or what? Uh, that's the way they were talking on Sky Sports. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but don't... yeah, that's Sky yeah, Sports, you know man. I mean, that's just football. I think that's sport in general because even like. It's like, I don't think there's, we live in the, because of the 24-hour news cycle, the hot take culture is such a big thing. So everyone wants to have the hottest take. And it's like, it's like, even like, just in terms of celebrities and stuff, and people's fame and stuff, that everything, you're either the hottest or you're the worst. There's no kind of middle ground. There's everyone, no one speaks in just like with nuance. Yeah. It's always just wild, wild statements. Just outlandish. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like this year it's even worse. And it might be right. Abel might be right because of the injuries or whatever. Or like the compressed nature of the season, but you're just not even like people are writing off City completely. I don't yeah, but 
Yeah, but yeah, but Elmo, just remember that about just before the international break here, yeah, I swear Man United were fifteenth, right? I had Arsenal fans taking the piss out of me, right? And then like one round of fixtures later, we're above both Arsenal and Man City. Yeah. <laughs> Just shows how messed up the table is at the moment. On that level though, I think that like, we need to definitely have a conversation about Mikel. Like. <laughs> Alright. This is a good Yeah, segment. let's this let's go to let's uh, let's go to uh Leeds Arsenal. Yeah. Um, before you get into Mikel, can I just say, fuck Nicholas Pepe? <laughs> and that's that, that's a hot take, yeah? I don't think that's, I think um, that's my hot take. I've never, <laughs> mate, I've never been a fan of this guy. And uh, I thought, you know, now he's, he's, I think in the week he was complaining that he doesn't get a start. He gets a start. He does absolutely nothing. And then he goes headbutts someone. What, what a waste of 72 million. What just yeah. a waste of space Nicholas Pepe is? Mm. I don't know. I feel like he's still being a bit harsh. On I, I, I mean, like he didn't have a great game. But how? But he has had. A, he's been here for eighteen months. He's had a good eighteen months. Yeah. Is he still living off that Man, Man United performance? No, but isn't there some stat like he's had? And this is why, personally, I hate football now. Like, isn't there some stat that he's like really productive in terms of? He's had twenty-four in the last year. Well. Goal is yeah, no, yeah, it's that sort of like ratio. Like he had stupid, yeah. none of those stupid stats. No, this there there is some that dumb shit. Like he's had like twenty yeah, goal contributions, like but then that him be take taking a corner, he take, he takes yeah, really good or him corners, taking a free, free kick. So. I hate to understand. I hate uh, I hate the overstatification uh, of football. I think that's a proper American thing that's coming into football. That's a different thing anyway. And I think I think there is there is a need for stats for stats of football, but stuff like that goes know. over the top. That is the stuff you you have to you know stark at because you know look at if you look at Pepe's stats, you're like oh, yeah decent. But if you watch him, the way he plays, the way he's played in his Arsenal team, he's done absolutely yeah, but is that a nothing. Or an Arteta problem, and I'm a big fan of no. It's a so Pepe problem. It's it's a Pepe problem. No, but Emery, but no, but Emery didn't. Emery, Pepe didn't do anything for Emery. Yeah, evil. exactly. And neither did Emery. No, I, no, I don't. I think it's a. Don't get me wrong. I think there's, there, there are problems with Arteta, but to me, Pepe is just one of them guys. The guys, I don't know. I can't really say. I don't watch him enough. But to me, he doesn't see him. Have, he has no desire to actually be good. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely none. The amount of times Pepe gets one on one with the fullback, and he's he's either falling over himself or the fullback just ushers he him out. Also, of play. yeah, he also doesn't have the, the time, right mentality. Like in terms ma- of like, he doesn't seem to actually know like what he wants to do. It's like he's a man. Like if he busts a skill, yeah, he's happy for his game contribution. Yeah, but is that not a ta- that's like, is that not a, <laughs> a, a tactic, teaching, coaching thing? Like I know no, what you. Like, my thing with Pepe thing. is my issue with him is. Apart from, I feel like he's under, he's not utilized properly. Is that he keeps turning too much and he's not direct enough. That's a mentality thing in terms of like, to me, his one is like he doesn't, he doesn't like, he's not bothered about making killer contribution. He's more interested in bossing skill. Uh-huh. And to me, that's a mentality. Thing. But they, his his skill, all his skills fail. He does a thing here where you know Aaron Robin yeah, cuts yeah, inside yeah. and bangs it in. He'll cut inside, exactly. but he'll cut exactly. inside again. He'll cut aside again, and then he got crowded out in the middle. All he had to do was either shoot or lay it off to the advancing Leicester. Uh, uh... I don't know. If a... Nah, that's it's not. not it's, that's it's not. A that's, a, that's, that's a maturity thing. He's not yeah, maturing the footballer. Yeah. yeah. He'd rather try and like twist someone up than thingy. Uh, yeah, and that's what he's happy with. Not if he twists someone up. That's def- 
I don't know. I feel like people have been harsh on Pepe. Uh, and I've, I've watched him before, since he came. I was really excited. It was that sort of, you know, hey, you know, Arsenal finally whipped out that war chest. And it's just so disappointing. Yeah, that's the biggest piece of 72 million pounds. Bloody. I know, man. I know. And the thing is, now, because he's out for three games, we've got to rely on crappy-ass William and Reese Nelson, who doesn't look like he's got anything about him now, which is a shame. Because um, I think Saka picked up oh, an injury. Yeah. And we've only got like two fit wingers in our in our <clears> club <throat> now. Wow. Yeah, but <laughs> just speaking about the players, like, let's, yeah, let's we... talk about the manager. <clears throat> Go on. You know what? I think the, the way Mac phrased it before about Arteta is probably the sort of most accurate, at least for me. I, I really rate him. I think he's done an amazing job. <clears throat> Because he's had to, he steadied the ship in a really kind of decisive way, like especially defensively, mentality-wise. That game today, in normal, and I'm going to use this term, and Matt's going to get sort of mild, mildly um, turned on. In BAU times, Arsenal would have lost that game, <laughs> but they didn't today, and that's because of Arteta. His his structure, his coaching, his, his this new mentality that he's brought in, whatever. But it's, it, he, it seems like he's basically stifled the um, the midfield and 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 the attacking players. But how can you how can you put it on structure after they hit the post I, like three times? That's luck. That's not cool. That's not structure. Yeah, but you, you yeah, but you know you you get lucky sometimes, right? That basically today Arsenal defenders didn't capitulate. This is the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah, and that's a big deal. Actually, not just the defenders. Aubameyang was defending. Uh, the mid- no, no, Aubameyang always yeah, defends. That is the the thing of Arsenal is that with Arteta, I love his defensive structure. The defensive structure of Arsenal is actually something I'm I'm actually quite proud of them to actually go from yeah. you know that calamitous. Era of of late Wenger and uh, throughout all all of Emery's uh, regime, but to have that structure, that defensive structure is brilliant. What he needs to do is add um, is to add the attacking structure. I don't think he could do it because of the players he has. I think he needs serious yeah, investment. Be like on paper, you've got good players. No, no, no. On paper, they're all sort of samey, samey because. You know, uh, what's this guy, Shabalos? Everyone, you know, I think most uneducated people think he's like the second coming of Cozola. He's not. He's just a sideways Spaniard. He doesn't He doesn't literally do anything in the attacking third. He's he's a deep-line player who's who'll get the ball off his defence and pass it to Xhaka. Xhaka is the king of the sideways pass. That centre midfield isn't set up to do anything attacking. It's a set up as a Double pivot who just protect the back four, and up front, um, like I said, you've possibly got three or four of the worst wingers I've ever seen, and you've got Lacazette who you can't hit a barn door. Mm-hmm. You oh, and the over reliance on Aubameyang, it can't happen because we're not creating any chances for Aubameyang. Our most creative football player is Hector Bellerin. That's a diamond indictment. 
I mean, Bellerin is a really good fullback, but he shouldn't be our main um, weapon for attacking. I think Arteta needs investment. He needs to get... Is what happened straight away. It's what happened in January. It might not happen for another year or so, but he needs three to four quality attacking players because the defensive side is, is there. He just needs to bolster the attack. Yeah, but okay. When you look at it on paper, and I don't want to dominate the debate here, uh, watching a Leicester game today, Leicester do not have better attackers uh-huh. than Arsenal. Right? But... They're still like they're they're playing far more attacking football. They're playing, you know, like better foot. Like this, there's a tactics thing and it's and the technique thing here. And I, I haven't watched Arsenal super super closely, but since Arteta's joined, has there? And this is a genuine question: Has there been a period in which you guys have actually played good sort of expansive football? Yeah. Uh, no, not a period. Spurts like the first half. The Man City semi final. Yeah, no, but but even that wasn't that not Sem- on, like uh, yeah. uh, a counter, soak up the pressure, hit them on the like. I'm talking about expansive. Yeah. It's it's unfair to say Guardiola type football, but that's where it's done. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Against Fulham and the opening day, but that's okay, Fulham. So. Yeah. Abu. Yeah. What's your view on this? Well, I said, well, I, I, again, like they've kind of been stifled. I, I was raving about after the Man, Man United performance. I thought that was perfect in the sense that they they came with a plan and they mm. left with three points. And I was raving, but since then they've not really performed at all. Um, I I, I think it's a personnel thing at the moment. I don't think I don't think you have the players to achieve what your what the expectations are. But what about to even show progress in that sense? Well, well, I mean, like you said, that teams teams in the past, like Arsenal, like you said, may have capitulated in that game because there's a period what I saw was like Leeds were just popping it, ping, 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 and then yeah. get, you know, and then coming um, creating a chance. Like, yeah. to be honest, I can't remember a time where Arsenal's really been outplayed like that. But probably, probably against Man City the last ten times. But, <laughs> but like, a, like you, like a newly promoted team to play that comfortably against Arsenal, you Arsenal would have been defeated. So the fact that they've come up with a point again shows some sort of progression. But yeah. at the same time, it shows how far behind they are with the rest of the rest of like the um, the people who are expected to challenge. Yeah, I think like the defensive on the defensive front, like nobody can argue that Arteta's not done a, an amazing and but but job. but. But the fact that we're celebrating a point against Leeds also kind of shows where Arsenal yeah. are now. Hey, no, but that's not that's not to be sniffed at. This isn't like Leeds, you know, Leeds United who just come up from the championship. This yeah, is but... Bielsa's Leeds United. Remember this year, this is another, this is not your normal promoted team. They took yeah, a point off uh, Man City. They, 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 they ran Liverpool yeah. really, really well. I know they've been beaten four one and four one in the last two matches, but you know they're they're a different type of promoted team. Yeah. They're not West Brom. They're not Fulham. You know, I think getting a point mm. is a good result. Um, and but then at the same time, if we wouldn't, if we would have got beaten, you know, you I'll be okay. It's fine. It's Leeds. But getting a point, I'm like, phew, I'll take that point. Mm. Particularly when we're down to ten men. I don't know. To me, I don't think. So. Fair enough, in my view, players might be some a bit relevant. But for me, when I think of Arteta, yeah, 
I know, boy. To me, it's like boring, boring Arsenal again. Like it's George Graham. You know what I mean? I knew you were going to say that. There's no flair in the team. Yeah, but you didn't even win one nil. That's exactly mm. what I mean. Like, you didn't win. At least, at least, like George Graham is good at like bloody set pieces. Like, we can't even get like set piece goals. And to me, Yusuf, you appreciate this reference. There's something of like the Patrick Bateman of our Arteta. Do you know that? Like his hair's too <laughs> perfect. He's too like yeah. I don't know. Like I'm telling you, they need to, they need to look into that guy. Like yeah, I hate his hair as well. No, I did like there's something of American psycho about him. He's too. There is the, the way the way he, the way he just watches the, way the match. The way, the way he, he analyzes himself, it. There's something like passive aggressive bordering on. Potentially psychotic in him. Yeah. All right. Let me ask a really dumb question. If you had to, like, in a really kind of binary way, say, if you had to divide Arsenal's players into like offensive and defensive players, and you had to say, where do the strengths lie? Who are the better, which is the better set of players? I personally would say the offensive players are the better set of players. Right? No, I say the defensive players. Okay. Now, do you know what the problem is, though? Do you know, mm. do you know what I have a problem with that question? What's, what's when that? you think about offensive players here, mm. you think about defenders and you think about forwards, there's no midfield to link the play together, and that's the problem. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's one element. Like, there, isn't a link, there isn't a link between the two. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's well, no link between that. There isn't a midfield. I was trying to hint at that, but, but like, just more kind of fundamentally, yeah, I feel like the most there's more talent offensively, yet he's managed to do more with the least talented or the lesser talented group, but not not as much with the sort of offensive yeah. or more talented group. Do you, do you see but hasn't that come at the price of stifling the attackers? Exactly, exactly. And the, the point about there's no one in the middle that's able to to link the two. Well, there probably, there arguably there is, uh, Ozil, uh, but I don't know if I'm on that bandwagon of he should bring back Ozil. I just, I don't know. But it just seems like I don't know. Like he gets full marks for defensive and structure and mentality and everything else, but it seems like the cost is really, really dear. No, it is. It is, and that won't that won't be rectified unless well until he has. At least three windows, and he's given back it. You know the the signs, the all the talk coming out of the club right now is that you know the Cronkies are are backing him, that they want to invest in the club. Um, it's just that can we get the targets he wants? He wants that. You know, we'd be linked to that Hungarian Zimula guy. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah. Abdullah. Abdullah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we link, you know, we link with Awa. There's even talk of uh, Juninho. Um, so he's, you know, what what you're seeing from the outset is that he needs to sort. He wants to sort out that midfield because he needs to sort out midfield. I think once we get midfield sorted and we get some decent wingers at some point, we, we'll be, you know, we'll be much more of a, a balanced team instead of just relying on a defenders to. To win us or draw us games, Max, what we're doing all season. Agree with what you have said. He's basically saying it's personnel, and it's not like approach or anything. I think it could be personnel, but I do think he's a bit too control freakish 
in the same pep style in terms of how he wants his players to play. And I just, this is my problem with Arteta. And this is my thing about what we were talking last time about not having a number 10. To me, the players feel play with no freedom. And I don't like that. I feel you need to be a bit more expressive. And to me, Arteta is not naturally expressive. He wants to control every moment of the game. He's from the Van Gaal school as well. And I don't like that. And I think unless he's going to get a maverick player and let him play, I don't think it's necessarily going to change that much. I don't think you can control everything. Mm. But he's from that. He's That's from what I'm that saying. It comes, from, it comes from and... the Van Gaal school as yeah, well. Yeah, but Pep's know, quite expressive. That whole he thing wants... where he wants... Like... But I don't think... I don't think... I don't think... I don't think... Pep's Guardiola's football, yeah, is effective. I don't think it's creative in the sense that you're not allowed to express yourself. You only play within the system. Yeah. And I like... I like to... No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The system, Guardiola has a system, but his system, the individual parts of the system are some of the best players in the world. He had a system at uh, Barcelona, and it just so happened he had Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, etc. With Man City, he's, he's got a system. He's got De Bruyne, Rodri. He's got a great, he's got individually great players playing the system. I think that's what Arteta wants. He wants that system with individually great players. He just doesn't have the no, great players. But also, but there's no... Other than throwing off Messi, Pep doesn't like Mavericks. And he doesn't like Mavericks' no, personalities. And it... Didn't he have uh, Thomas Muller at uh, Bayern? Thomas Muller, he's not a Maverick. Thomas Muller is just, a... Thomas Muller's just like... Almost yeah, like Muller's not a Maverick. No, he's a class clown. Yeah, Muller is a Maverick. Muller is a Maverick. No, let me... No... He's a maverick, man. How you discuss? How you discuss? Maverick, how you define a maverick? Yeah, let me, let me put it in a way that's not going to get us in trouble. He plays football like someone who's neuroatypical. That that is what, sorry, and that neuroatypical. That's me and my flat way of trying to say what I don't want to say, so I'm not trying to say. It. But that's how that's how Thomas Muller plays. Might, it? But he's not a maverick. You might. No, I'm sure there's a factual way of saying what you want to say. Like, basically, it's like, he's basically like someone who's just like, I'm going to do something out of the ordinary, and I can see this, and other people can't see this. Like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Almost like a, like, almost like a quasi-autistic brain mm-hmm. on a football pitch. But he's not a maverick in a way that Ibrahimovic is a maverick, yeah. or, do you know what I mean? Someone who's going to do yeah, yeah, yeah. But Arsenal don't have any of these players, though. That's what I'm trying to say, but I don't think I think I'd love to have those kind of players in your team, but Arteta oh, wouldn't have okay. those kind of players because so he's from the Pep the school. Like, yeah. yeah, he's not from the Pep school. Like he likes man, he likes to control every element. And to me, you need a you need a maverick. Mm. You mean they have to have the blueprint for winning every game? He's just too he's too yeah. regi- he's too regimented in his thinking for me. Mm. Like, he's very reg- regimented. Well, we got a good point. At Leeds, I mean, did you guys watch? Uh, see oh, by he's such Kari a good Zaka player. When he almost the keeper, I know. he is, but he but he, he, he should have buried that. Why did I mean, he I was, start? I don't. No, he wasn't off balance. He he kind of he kind of no, he was slightly off balance. That was. Quite I think he had a nosebleed. I think he had a nosebleed. I mean, I love Saka. He didn't start because he played at three and a half matches with England in like seven days. And then he picked up injury like five minutes after he coming on. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I. Do you know what he reminds? He's got. Kind I'm of annoyed he missed, but I still, I still love Saka. Do you not what think? 
But that is from Nigeria. That is from Nigeria. Um, no, no, I'm not gonna... he's really long foot, and like the yeah. ball just seems to be stuck to his foot all the time. Like he's just, he's got size like twenty twos, and Kanu has size thirteen boots. It's actually not big. Same size yeah. as me. Okay, well, you know what they say, Abu. Abu, what did they say? Uh, what, no, no, what did your reference, innit? I was, I was waiting for your explanation. Okay, all right. Well. They're not very effective footballers. Yeah. Hey, the, the goal can't score <laughs> Chelsea. will never be scored again, period. No, I'm joking. That was one of my favourite corners. No. Favorite player. no. Um, can I say something? I no, prefer the one his, way, his first like, goal. It just went in the top corner for some, from, like, some illegal angle. When you went the, the, the one team. where it's, uh... the goy, no, the, the gal, the hoy, the gooey, the gooey, the hoy. That's it. That that was the last yeah, one where yeah, he, yeah, the yeah, hoy yeah. ran out. He he turned him and then he put. I prefer the f- the first goal in that hat trick. The one where it plays into feet. He sort of with his right foot, he spins, he knocks it, and he uh, spins and he bangs it into the bottom corner. Uh, however, the best Carnu goal was against Deportivo La Coruña, where he's that that guy just I don't know that guy just sat down and he 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 lied down. Carnu touched a ball at once. Amazing. How much you lot getting for like three million or four uh, million? Brilliant, brilliant goal. Something like that. Oh, four point five, four point five million, and done well to like to play. Fight for you, It's after Carnival that they started checking African players' teeth. Yeah, it's like like a sheep. <laughs> was, that, was it uh, Martin? I'll be, I'll be for me, Martin. Oh, yeah. Martin. oh, is he still? I see he's still playing. Yeah, he's like twenty six or something on uh, Football Manager. <laughs> him and Freddie. Him and Freddie. Him and Freddie Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, but anyway, all right. So that that was quite a. I I think the jury's still out on Arteta. I think I don't know. Probably a little bit unfairly, but you you are his biggest fan, though. Elbow. I I know. I, look at the job that he's done, though. He's actually steadied the ship in such a good and immediate way. Yeah, and he's bought well given what he's been allowed to buy. Um, he shipped people out. I really like Gwen Doozy, but the fact that he kicked him out was great. He, he now needs to kick out Nicholas Pepe because I don't know if I mentioned this. If I'm not allowed to speak about Nicholas Pepe, you're not allowed to speak about Pepe, and there's a big difference between the two. Okay, on that note, uh, on that note, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with Man City versus Tottenham. I'm just going to kick off with a really like benign question. Benign might not be the right word, but is it just one of those games? Of, and again, are people reading a bit too much into it? Mac? I don't know. To me, I mean, I didn't watch the whole game, but to me, it's like I don't know what people are saying, but it's every time I watch City, they seem just bereft of ideas. Like, there seems to be zero creativity mm. in their team. And to me, that's not like, regardless of like, who's just like, 
opening crisps. That's me. Sorry, sorry. Apologies. Uh, no, I'm cooking. Go on. Stop eating, Abel. But yeah, to me, they just seem to have no creativity on their side. And that's not an issue, like, just from the Spurs game. That seems to have been a problem all season. And, like, there's major issues at City because they cannot create chances. Mm. Yeah, but they've also got a, a, a striker who's not clinical at all. What is it with Brazilian strikers who are not clinical in the Premier League? Yeah. But even even, even Soldo is, like, they just can't create enough chances. Like, mm. what? They played know. really well against us. I think City are going to be going to have a season where they just turn up in the big games more than most of like like the big big games according to them. Yeah, because against. <laughs> but where, what are the what big games have they played so they far? They played they played well against us. Like I think they played really really well against us. Like to cope with that kind of pressure and for it to turn out into a one one draw that that was a a good result for them. And to be honest with you. A good result for us, given all the chances that we missed. Um, mm. But I agree with Max to like a large extent because it feels like since David Silva's gone and Sane's gone, um, the, the composition, the kind of synergy in midfield just doesn't work. And remember, they've never really had, apart from Aguero, deadly strikers. Right? Um, and and for some reason, he doesn't play Foden that much. Yeah, if, yeah, it does feel like there's not enough creativity, but which sounds a bit weird because you still got Mares, which who I don't really like, Bernardo Silva, who's not having a great time. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I think Max right, and Rodri. But none of those guys are thing though. None of those guys are like are the guys. To yeah, but Bernardo Silva was at a certain time. Like Mares, I've never been convinced about. But for example, Rodri. I remember Sid Lowe saying, what a transformational signing. Amazing player for City. Uh, he's going to be an amazing... Like, he's just a standard dog's body. Yeah? Like, how have they dropped Fernand- a 30... A 54-year-old Fernandinho for this guy? Like, how? I think it's... So, I think it's the... the- the players are fed up or exhausted with with Pep, because you know Pep's Pep's synonymous with like exhausting his Pep players, Pep? giving them the most intense schedule. Pep, Pep, uh, Pep. Pep, look look at uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, uh, sorry, Barcelona. He ex- he what he himself was so exhausted he had to he had mm. to go on a sabbatical. Um, Bayern Munich absolutely knackered. Yeah. Now he's. So why yeah, he's why burning, you, he why burns himself out. He burns the team out. Because I think he's if they've given him free reign on the club. He's got a billionaire owners who will open a checkbook. Whatever idea yeah, he not... has, he he will go and say, I want this, they'll get it for him. No, no, but this is this is his chance now to to sort of break that sort of pep narrative of only spending three to four years and then going away. This is his Chance yeah, to got Bill a legacy. To well. so, I me, mean, if he doesn't win a Champions League, he's not going to feel Oh, he's never going to win Champions League with this team. No, he, he, he doesn't win a Champions League without. He doesn't win it without Messi. Yeah, but not with this team. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to win the Premier League within two years with this team. No, he won't. This this team, the whole team needs a whole needs a restructure. I think one, two, eleven, all possibly mm-hmm. need to go. The that way he needs, the way like, he plays football has been figured it. out. 
Okay, let's let's keep let's keep the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, the way he plays football. Yeah, but is like, is not the know, in the thing right now. Change their view on Edison. You know, at one point he's the best, and and another point he's in the top three, and now he's like completely. No, I I've, I I think Edison is fantastic. But look at the match. Let's go back to the match on uh whatever day it was Saturday. They had like, I don't see his stats, but from my look right, they had 75 percent possession. A lot of it in the Tottenham third. Yeah, but is that and not a case Tottenham didn't look worried. Because he doesn't have a, he doesn't have someone who couldn't unlock a door, and he doesn't have a... De Bruyne. Was yeah, playing. he's got De Bruyne. De Bruyne plays which one of the best players in the world. Someone who's actually further forward to actually link link play with the strikers. His problem is that he's now lacking right. a David Silva and like a Yo Yo too. Um, yeah, it might be okay. No, no, no. Well, and the Vincent Company and the Sergio Guerrero. And the Rosane and really and a left back and a right back. No, no, no. The issue is he's, the midfield. He's not at a. He's not at a level. You can't that say the issues the attackers because those are the same two attackers that he's had whilst they were labelled as the best team ever in football history. Whatever. Well, but the thing is, no. But one always started ahead of the other, and it was yeah. Aguero. That like Jesus, Jesus could fill in the odd occasion, but he can't. Thingy. He can't he's tie uh, Aguero's yeah, laces, he's not good man. enough to replace Aguero. I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is... Listen, but do you know what? Even even Pep, he had to backtrack on Aguero as well because Pep weren't having Aguero when yeah, he first he started. Yeah, but, uh, he had yeah, to massively yeah. backtrack. Yeah. So if you look at where Pep spent his money, yeah? No, I'm I just think... He bought a forward apart from um, uh-huh. Jesus. I'm not even sure he bought Jesus. And nah, defenders. Yeah. Exactly. And defenders. And so, and midfielders. He's, he spent most of his money on um, defenders, but... Fullbacks. No, but if, everyone knows Pep, Pep just loves midfielders. Like if, if he could, he would play a team of 11 midfielders. He tried at Barcelona. At Bayern Munich, he tried it. He, he probably... No, he will try it at City. He has done it at City. He played a midfielder at Fabregas. Yeah. Um, he he loves midfielder players. That's, that's, that's his whole that's thing. That's the control. Controlling the midfield. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And his way of playing is, you know, if we yeah, have enough uh, creative players around, and, and they also will if, obviously create. If we have players, you can always keep the, the thing, of the ball and I've got nothing else to worry about. It's a control thing again. Yeah, that's it. I I honestly think the city team, as individually good they are, no, they, the whole thing is refreshing enough. He's not Toure or Silva. Or... He, he never had Toure. He never had Toure to begin with, though. I think no, no, he wasn't I, having Toure I... at Man City. He binned him. No, <laughs> he didn't even give him a birthday cake. No, but no, no Mac. City do have creative players. You can't t- you can't say. Mares, Sterling, De Bruyne. Young uh, guys are not creative anymore. Like. I'm talking about what type like, of creative players are you talking about? Fair enough, you might put Bernardo Silva in there. I'm talking about that guy to make the killer chance. Obviously, De Bruyne <laughs> is, but De Bruyne is playing too deep. I'm talking about a creative player who plays further to the opposition's goal. Like, what you mean, an intelligent like, creative player? I'm talking about like a traditional number ten kind of. Creator who's going to make the killer chance, and that's all he's on the pitch to do yeah. every time he made that killer chance, and they don't yeah. have that. Who sees a pass that no one else can see? Yeah, and and always and has the actual balls to actually try and make it yeah, every but... single time. 
See, I didn't think I didn't think Silva was that player. Yeah, I Sil- thought Silva was almost the number eight. Yeah. He knitted knitted a whole was, attacking team together. But obviously, I think it's game. Yeah, he done more than. But I guess they had enough with what they can get from. I guess if you got a combination of Silva, De Bruyne, and and Bernardo Silva, and they're all basically trying to like be playing progressive football, you're going to get a combination of the three. Do you get know what I mean? You're going to have enough creativity. Whereas now you've just got the yeah, going yeah. on Bernardo Silva's off form and they've locked David Silva. Like, they don't have creativity there. Also, I, wouldn't, I don't want to keep uh, talking about this. They don't have a soul. Before you just go on to Soul and Vincent Kompany, not I have a, a soul. big part of it is the midfield. Um, a defensive midfield. Like, Rodri's a terrible player. He's a proper sideman. He is a proper sideman. I don't even understand what he does apart from foul people. And he's a big um, presence in the box. Like, you think about how much they used to get out of Fernandinho. Mm. That, that's... I really like Micah Richards' um, analysis. And he's basically saying that one of the big, big problems is that um, Rodri's not giving anywhere near enough as Fernandinho used to. But there's a problem doing football. To me, that's the thing with football in general, yeah? Like, having a holding midfielder who can actually tackle has become out of vogue. And basically, what people want is, like, someone who covers mm. space here and, like, almost, like, it's uh-huh. a fake deep-lying playmaker. Mm. But really, all it is, the manager just makes sideways mm. passes. Like, I've noticed, like, no one wants to have, like, holding midfielders who broke man anymore. But there's just one man who who's basically seems like an imposition... <laughs> And just make very like simple passes, yeah. But it's not even progressive passes, mm. sideways passes. And, and I feel like that comes from like it comes from Busquets. Busquets started that. But the difference with Busquets is he used to play progressive mm. passes. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Whereas now, enough of these men are like, like, like Jacko. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Jacko, but Jacko actually tries to rock man, but he's just not, he's just a bad tackler. Or like, say, like, <laughs> or like, enough teams that have that. Kante is similar, but Kante, Kante, Kante can cover so much ground here. Like, he's yeah. effective. But it's not for these men that can't even cover much ground. They're just like, they just don't, they're just in a position. They're not even that tactically aware and just like literally play the ball very, very simply. And that's what man want to have is that holding midfield position now. But they're kind of, kind of players that to me are a bit redundant. Like, and to me, that's like, it seems to be a bit of a trend. So what are you saying? You think City need um, uh, Vinnie Jones? No, but like, if you're going to have, like, to me, if you're going to have, like, a holding midfielder, if you've got a man who can cover ground who's actually, like, put his foot in and give the ball to actually creative man, but you can actually have, like, rather than having two double pivots and none of them are really, like, good, really. None of them are really properly defensive. All they are just man who just makes simple passes and, like, in the, in the position, actually be a bit more progressive, actually have someone... One holding midfielder is actually going to rock, man. But actually have more creative players going forward. You get what I mean? And that's what I was saying. He was so sophisticated. Yeah. He used to rock people like all the time in an obvious way. Oh my God. Exactly. If Fernandinho F- used to have like average 10 fouls a game and not get a yellow card. Yeah, he's like he's the master of the dark arts. Whereas Rodri, he's just mm. some like some big dumb yeah. dog. But anyway, going back to the game, I feel like it was just Tottenham got lucky in the sense that this is one of the Mourinho special moves. If you see what I mean, 
I wouldn't read too much into it apart from the fact that Harry Kane is now doing it's official. He's now doing the Bobby Firmino role, but in a much better way. Yeah, I heard that. No, it's Bobby. Firmino. I th- I think he's doing the you know, Messi role. No, I honestly think he is because if you watch Messi the last couple of years, because Messi can't run anymore, yeah, but... all he does is just just hang around. Drop deep, but the difference is the ball and the run a bit so and assist someone. It's just that Kane's. That's what I mean. No, no, no. I, but I think Firmino's yeah. doing the Firmino role. I think Kane is doing a messy role. I yeah, yeah he's exactly. doing it to a standard beyond anybody... Firmino. What Firmino does, because for, for so like. So Firmino doesn't do it, and, and his chances like, aren't direct assists or direct goals. That's what I'm saying. Kane, Kane, Kane does with goal contributions. Firmino, like Messi. Yeah, but does Firmino even get assists? Can you see Firmino yeah, get assists? Usually. I don't know, man. I, I think, think whatever, whatever Firmino is employed to do. But bit like this, this, this is a new thing that's just happened over the last twelve months. Yeah, ever since Klopp's there, as Max said before. Like he changed his position and he's been getting that out of him. So um, it's not a kind of a recent thing. But like basically, Kane is dropping back, doing the dirty work, put doing the link up play, setting people up and getting goals. And it was that kind of and getting goals bit that Firmino's not doing. Like before, intuitively, if you said, You've got Harry Kane and Son up front. Who do you want to drop back? Like, you would have probably said, oh, make Son drop back. Don't let Kane drop back. But actually, Kane's dropping back and he's proving to be really, really effective. And they're doing this all without Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. They are the real deal, man. Who's that? The real deal. He's a guy that plays Wales. They probably have to pay like add ons for every game he plays or something. Yeah, six million, six million yeah. pounds a game. I'm telling you, they, they had no issues against uh, City, apart, apart from Jesus blocking no, like, I, uh, De Bruyne's shot off the line of his backside. And it was basically classic sucker punch. Yeah. In one half, how many attempts did they have? 17 or something. Basically, they were just really blunt. They had no create like serious creativity, and Jesus isn't, you know, that good. So the game basically fit into our narrative for what these two teams are. City, uh, the tribute band, and uh, Mourinho's, you know, Mourinho's special combo. Mourinho pulled the... But... um, Yeah. But here's the thing: isn't that dangerous now? Because Mourinho's got his—he's got his special combo back. He's got a special combo. We know. We now know he could. He, I don't know. He has I more in his like arsenal than that. I feel again. There's a. Bit I don't of like. What? 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 what are you? Aren't you guys seeing? Even you know, and I kind of said this in jest when I was texting you. You said, "Like, there's no way Tottenham are going to win the league." And I don't even. See, so I've I. 
now firmly think no, Liverpool have won the league. But Tottenham, Tottenham will be the closest contender. Just, they won't be able to do it. They're not good enough. That midfield is kind of still a bit weak. Their goalkeepers dodge. Aurier is liable to. See, I, I don't think you could call you could call a midfield which contains Sissoko <laughs> and Ndombele weak. Uh, I think they are to be weak. Like he is, but he does. A, he's he's basically like you know how Man United used to wheel out like Darren Fletcher or Antonio Valencia to do a job. You know, part of him to do a job, do a tactical job. Do you know who he is? He's he's that guy. Like, to me, he's like Phil and Dom. Like, how is that Phil utility Neville? player? Yeah, you know that Phil Neville used to be like. At Everton and like he's playing centre and he does a job. That's what he's like. You know, you know, you know, Sissoko's got like 60 yeah, something caps for France. Yo, he's got like 60 Sissoko won the World Cup, France. he started in the final. That's not just like he's like, what's he started the final? Yeah, he started the Euros. It was the Euros, isn't it? No, I think he, he won the, the World Euros, Cup. He made his name while he was still at Newcastle and he pushed for a move. Ah, yeah, well, yes, yeah, but. True, but Sissoko oh, is, you know, I was saying, a seriously talented footballer. Apart from that, he's not. No, but if you plonk him in that TV and he tends to do something, he would do it. Yeah. I don't think the Tottenham midfield is weak. I don't think it lacks creativity. I don't think, um, plus you don't really need that create much creativity when you have Harry Kane dropping back. I think the central defence may be a bit, bit of a problem because I'm not really buying to Eric he's Dyer. Got, he's got but Al, Al the Wild is still there. Yeah. And he's... Yeah. Not just that third. Is it? Uh, for everything I said, forget about it. No, but they've got... No, no. Ori isn't... Ori this season isn't Aurier like is giving away penalty every, every five minutes. He looks... No, no, no. Ori is like matured. Trust me. Ori... He's keeping uh, Doherty out of the team. Yeah. No, Doherty uh, was one of the best right-backs in the Premier League the over the last couple of years. He's not a natural right-back, he's a full-back. And I think Marina's worked out that he can't play in that, with that system. Uh, and I think Doherty's only had one, yeah. one season he's in the Premier League, isn't it? He's good. He's good, but he's a full-back. Yeah. No, he's no, been Wolves, second he's been Wolves for a couple of years. So he had, it's so Wolves' third season. Two, 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 two seasons in the Premier League. He has been, but he's he's a wing back. He, yeah, he, and he's he been really good in those two play. seasons. Okay, but then back to Ori. Ori, he looks like you know a um, couple games, a couple times in the City match when City were in the box on Ori's side. Mm. Normally, he'll just side tackle someone. The guy stood on his feet. He stood up to them. No one got around oh. him. He's he's added defensiveness to his game. He chuck on that uh, Spanish guy on the left on the left hand side. This is a yeah. God. This is a serious. This is a serious Tottenham team right now. Trust me. Look, and again, I have to go yeah, but back. You, but you know, but you know that back. the only winner in that team back, yeah? is the manager. That's the only winner in that team. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to actually, yeah. That's fine, but when he's, it he's, comes he's to the nitty gritty, no. when you need a player he's... to pull it out of the bag, none mm-hmm. of them are winners. Yeah, I'm. I've. I. I know this, but I do believe they've got the World Cup winning captain in the team, 
who has some sort of gusto about him, Harry Kane, for all his crappy ass team talks, he's not he's not a man to shirk. You know, he he will you know, he's got that sort of Englishness about him. He and he and Harry don't Kane more than any player don't, right don't now has desired <laughs> to win. No, but he's got that no, but he's got that oh, no, he's got that, that sort of you know US, that spirit in him, that sort of Dunkirk spirit. Anyway, Yusuf. Like they actually forget Abel, forget the manager nope. being the only winner. The team actually not even yes. as good as everybody makes out that they are, right? Huh? Yeah, but that's the manager, though, isn't it? They're top of the league, man. They're the manager, top of the league. Yeah, they're yeah. Top of the league because of the manager. What about the manager? I think this is a. They're on some Everton type run. Like I think Arsenal finish ahead of potentially ahead of them. I. I... And you've also exactly. got to remember, it's only been eight games this, this season again, as well. This is, again, the fickleness. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you haven't. Who have they played? I've seen enough of this Tottenham team to to know Man City. they yeah, played, they played Man City, they, they played, played Man um, United, and they've played Man City. Everton, right? That's it. And they've played Arsenal as well. Yeah, that, they've had an easy run. They've played And that's your basis for six. They beat Southampton five two. Man United winning the league again. I think. Look, I think this, this games include when Arsenal, when Tottenham finished second in the league, Chelsea, we're going to play this back. And Liverpool. I remember Harry Harry Kane's due an injury. Yes. Yeah? Actually, it's also Crystal Palace and Leicester and Wolves in their next seven games. Strong. It is a. It I is think most of the top six, seven have played good, each other. Tough string of fixtures, but. Tottenham. I saw the next few games. I see what they're made of, isn't it? Yeah. Abel didn't talk about May oh, night. Just that's that's victory the against worst game I've yeah. ever seen, man. <laughs> that was, oh, that was atrocious, man. I'm telling you. How... They should have had a pen. Surely that you can only overturn if it's clear and obvious. Why did they overturn that penalty? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the argument, isn't it? Because it was very subjective, um, that decision. So, in his opinion, he thought it was a penalty... I think it should have stuck, but well, I don't know. But then, then we go up the other end. We get a penalty for that shitty yeah. handball rule, and then uh, thingy, and then we yeah. get we get to take it again. Like, but I, I know you'll always go and say it. you say it's down to the manager, yeah. But players like Fred, man, they're just so shit. <laughs> they're so rubbish, man. Like they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be at my club, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, give me back Anderson. I'll take Anderson. You know what I mean? Anderson. And his yeah, now. give me back Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> former. Was he, was he like a former he Golden really good, Boy though, winner? If it weren't for all the cheese and onion yeah, Christian burgers that he ate. I don't know. I know the foster yeah. shoots he was linking. And all the allegedly yeah. all the prostitutes, him, Ronaldo, and Nanny were sleeping with. Yeah, but I mean, Solskjaer has to work out by now, yeah? When you play against a shit team here yeah, where you're going to have loads of possession, 
don't fill it up with these defensive players you can't yeah, make forward passes. Don't like this is the game where you you know those games here when you know at the start at the start of our uh, original podcast where you said is he gonna have the bollocks to play Van der Beek in a game? That's the game you play in from the start, man. Van der Beek. We're gonna have loads of possession. That's a guy who can play one touch football. You know, start him. I like I don't wanna move too right. too far away from United, but today after watching the Arsenal Leeds game, I thought to myself, United should go for Bielsa. Yeah, you huh? you got yeah, you got why? No, but that's <laughs> again, but that's again, again yeah, it's something that we've alluded to in the past. I think Max said it. No, but again, it's, it's not. An, it's, it's an emotional appointment. appointment. This is the problem, like United have not been going for the person. Like I personally would go for Brendan Rodgers. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking about it more and more. Once Klopp leaves, I'd love it if Brendan Rodgers took over. Yeah? Because I feel like he's developed, he's improved, and he played the type of football that I want to see. And that will be good. Like, Bielsa yeah. will do that. Imagine with better players and, you know, some money. Yeah, but I think I think Yusuf said it earlier. I don't really yeah. think he likes them big, big-time jobs, though. No, he's not. And also, do you think mate, the main United board... And the sponsors were like this yeah, guy, his tracksuit and his bucket, being a manager. You think the players yeah, were like his problem, uh, his, his murder yeah. balls, what they called murder ball sessions? Like Bielsa would do a good job. I think I think the the, the only yeah. the only high profile job he's had was at Argentina one, if I'm right. Manager at Tresco. And and no, two thousand two. Yeah, that's two thousand six. Since then in Europe uh, two thousand two in Europe he's had Marseille, yeah, but... he's had yeah, but they're not. They're no, not he's had Bilbao, he's had Marseille. Not even, not even with the leagues that they're in. Yeah, they're not. And also, yeah, but also they're sort of they're sort of clubs uh, with more like a, a cultural thing to them. Like you know, Marseille are heavily. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they've got some sort of like um, you know ex- eccentric fan base, and you know, Bilbao a unique yeah. club. Maynard are just a massive super club, and that's the whole mo. He needs that, you know. Look at Leeds. Leeds have uh, a link to the city. They're almost like yeah. a community but club. The irony is, he needs that sort of counterculture club to work in. Will suit United down to a T. And the type of... every e- listen, everyone's playing Man United. The football that Man United play, apart from no, Man United. I disagree, <laughs> and I think that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, no we're always, yeah, yeah, but we always problem. miss the bus. The problem is that it United is. think. That everybody's going to be able to play their type of football, or it's going to suit, and it doesn't. There's there are like there are a few coaches and managers that will be able to sort of focus on the press, the wing play, forward, being on the front foot, that sort of thing. Um, and and Bielsa suits like even when you think about it, actually, Bielsa's probably more suitable football wise than Poch. But Poch is, you know, much more medium, long-term, tight fit. But, as Yusuf said, the board will never go for it. But they look like they're the main problem. Uh, did um, our battery you know, point earlier, did never, Van der Beek start? That doesn't know what the, the, fir- the fir- first whistle sounds like. You don't even know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> Nah, oh, he, poor he, guy, he came man. on with like 15 minutes to go. He came on, he came on at least, right? See, I, I knew Maynard were going to win this because I chatted to Elmo offline. 
Yeah, it's West Brom. Well, West, West Brom don't have like yeah. the gumption to realize they're playing Man United at home, and they're they're, they're one of the teams that like yeah, oh, they will play Man United like, lost in the tunnel while they're on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, and you're Ooh. right. This should have been a match. Man United sort of unleashed <laughs> themselves. Uh, but then looking at the team. Uh, why I, again, I don't know. He's way matter? too slow, man. Yeah, but he looked. He, he shouldn't have played. But but he, he he went safe. He went really safe with a guy like he thinks. Oh look, whatever I tell him, he's gonna do it. He looked half decent. Premier uh, League debut. Yeah. Was this uh, Teles's debut? It was alright. I mean, you know, again, he's not How really he got play? much opposition, does he? Uh, it's, it's West Brom. He didn't have anyone putting him under any real, uh, under real, uh, any real pressure. So, but he didn't. He didn't also. Also, he didn't get the opportunities to put a lot of crosses in either. So, but he wasn't tested. Yeah. Well, oh, this game sounds. This is a fact, though. Um, almost December, and Man United have won their first home league game. That's where we are. Yeah. To be honest, I need to pull Mac up on something. I, like, a few weeks ago, he described Martial's potential as being similar to Ronaldo, the phenom. Yeah. R9. And he needs to get slapped in the face. R9, yeah. Potentially, he could have been, like, five, six years ago. But he's made no progress in any... Like, he's so basic, like, he's done nothing, like, it's like, he, missed, man... he, huh? he missed some sitters as well yesterday. He literally came to Man United, yeah, with like the maturity of a 30 year old, and like, basically, since then, he's been playing like he's a 30 year old with no zest, like, he just finished. He's then, like, that's how he looks, like, he's made I no take... progress. I take Ronaldo with BMI of thirty five at the moment. <laughs> yeah, oh, fucking of oh, Martial. He's got all got more magic. Like my man just seems like he plays more like he's repressed. Like sad, like he's still a young youth and he's like that. But the thing is that he's still got called up into the France team as well yeah, on the back weird. of this form. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Didn't I? I found that yeah, weird. Does well. he play? Does he actually do well? He started. He started. He started. He have have a couple football, I, 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 beg you, I beg you, let him play. Let me play. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's to be honest. Go on. It's it's the Champs. The Champs is like he always won a World Cup, got to the final. He's just a weird manager. Yeah, it's I I can't work out this one team. Like on paper, they've got the best squad in the history of football. But and and they've won the World Cup and they got to the finals with Euros. But you're still yeah, thinking I'm, I'm you, Andy, so hmm, thinking about him. He, he needs to, he needs to like, for France's success, he needs to, like, thank the social policy of basically, like, ostracising all the blacks and Arabs in the country. Like, that's, that's basically why you, they go, they're good at football. It's not to do with him, like, his team's picks and his, yeah. you know what I mean? No, they, yeah. they've, they've just got the... the... The, the fact they can like, not even pick guys like Morris and Aubameyang. Those guys can just literally play for other countries. Just shows you how blessed they are. <laughs> yeah. Who else is there? There's Morris, there's Aubameyang. Exactly. 
There's so many crazy guys man. Look into it, really. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's tons of them, and I I I think we go hours on this, but can I be honest with you, Obviously, my mind has gone blank. Now, but back in the guys like Yunus Belhanda, Yasin Brahimi, all them kind of. What is Brahimi uh, eligible for France? You're just name. You're naming every yeah, Arab guy. He's French. Think of. Yeah, he's French. Wow, he's a really good player. Yeah, who didn't kind of run could have played for France. So you're telling me you're naming all those players <laughs> and Vikash Doras who got picked? Hey, hey, hey! Leave Doras <laughs> alone, yeah. Leave Doras <laughs> alone. Yeah, what, 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 Abel, this this Mauritian has more. He's French. No, he's French. You should be French. France. Oh, he's yeah, he's yeah, Mauritian, yeah. man. He's from my village. He's from my village. Abel, there's a documentary about him. Two fingers up at your village. What Bengali... Two fingers up at your village. What Bengali... What Bengali football player has a documentary about him? He's actually not. He's Jamaican. You said, don't be stereotypical. Oh, my gosh. Are we taking Chelsea seriously? Because I think I think everyone here has written Listen, off Lampard. I, I was always for Lampard, including I mean, Abel. Got off fence to write off Lampard. So slightly, but but again, like they've got a difficult run of games coming up. I think. Um, Who have they played? They played us. They played United. Have they played City? United. That boring game. They haven't played Tottenham. Have they played Arsenal? Yeah, so like you have to like, again. It's only eight, nine games in. You have to kind of fight. No, not yet. Unless, you, unless you played the hard games already. Yeah, it is. But balls. I, yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, they played Chelsea. They played Tottenham next Everton, week. Okay. Then they got Leeds, and it's Everton. But I. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. I was, you know, not Lampard's biggest fan, but he does seem to be sorting shit out. That's. I think that's like four clean sheets. But in do five. you know what? Has he made a statement victory yet? Yeah, not yet. He needs to make a. I don't think Lampard hasn't made. His, I don't even think. Yeah. It's his time. He's nah, made a statement. He needs victory. a statement victory. Like all these, all these three nils. I think. I think more. Our than team that. they should be beating through nil and four nil. Yeah, I think more than that. He needs a statement. His players in a statement performance. Mm. Like, and we need to see like Werner absolutely just mash it up. We need to see Ziyech, you know, take a team apart. We need to see Havertz do the same thing. You're right. These three nils, these four nils against all, you know, your Crystal Palaces, your Newcastle and stuff. Even though they ha- there has been positives, you know, I I, I like the fact that Tim Tim Abraham is is starting and he's scoring. <laughs> Ziyech looks like a Ziyech looks like a wonderful football player, but I I need to see them just rip teams apart before I could change start changing my mind. Lampard. Nah, yeah, they need to they need to beat someone big and comfortably. Well, they've got like yeah. to do like a proper uh, away from home performance. A smash, a smash and grab away from home. Then yeah, now we're. Yeah, well, well, who's a big who's a big team though? Is it not? Is it not? Should have done that to beat like Leicester than it is to beat Arsenal. Mm, no. 
It's not. I don't think so. No, I think I think in the current climate, yeah. Have... No, no, in the current, in the current climate, you're right. Yeah, it is. It's you you call that? Now. That's a statement, Victor, from Liverpool like tonight, seven right? Seven first-team players missing. And of course, it is. About Vardy, Vardy having sleepless nights um, because he's thinking about sort of tearing up the uh, centre backs. That's why. I think. No, but it's, there's too much. I just think. I just think. The, like, the, 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 don't go back into the Liverpool discussion, but you know, the ease. The narrative the ease. changes. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't like Arteta against Lampard, and I'm not just saying this for historical reasons, but I think that would be a statement victory. Well, he did beat him in January. Uh, exactly. Way, way back in January. And the uh, cup semi-final. At, oh. at the Emirates. No, no, uh, Lampard beat, uh, Chelsea beat Arsenal at the Emirates. Uh, that was literally the most smash grab match you'll ever see. Um, but no, this season, for, for this, you know, for that... This Chelsea squad, uh, they need to absolutely batter someone and batter someone good. I mean, I, I again, it's only nine games, and I, I still, I still got an only beat who's in front of you. They've done that, but they've had. Nah, but there's, but you know what? I, I know we spoke about it. The, the Man United yeah, yeah, game, yeah. Was all, man. You're right. That was an opportunity, but they both hit themselves. But I feel like Hasselbank's point was spot on, though. Do you remember Hasselbank was arguing with Ever and said, "Okay." But if they go and win the next four or five games, and this turns out to be a good point because Lampard had to actually just get a shot out because of all the crap that was going on mm-hmm. before. And he did. And they have. And now they're top of the league or wherever they are. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's worked out. It's worked out for Chelsea. It's just that they've not played any of the really difficult teams yet. Or, you know, they've played a couple. But they've just... They've not had that running, and it's only nine games in, so people sort of shouldn't get overexcited. But they have beaten what's in front of them, unlike City or other teams. True that. Um, other quick games on the weekend: Villa beat that was a beautiful thing, Villa lost against Brian. Danny Welbeck finally scored a dink finish. Hey, he scored one at Swansea on David Moyes' first game for Man United. Yeah, but I think every Man United fan remembers the one against Man United. Did he? He missed it. No, he missed that win. Everyone, every Man United fan oh, remembers yeah, yeah. that. One on one, and he just uh, he tried to think Man United. Yeah, but I think in his fairness, he was told to do that by who? Um, the Man United uh, coaching staff who had a dossier on Man United and how he loved running out. But did the, the, did the Man United so... coaching staff? Remind him that you're Danny Welbeck. <laughs> well, wasn't Danny Welbeck meant to be mm. like um, what the do next you guys R9 think about or something? Well, I thought that was a really good call. Oh. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw a touch like, the first time. It was, was not that, that, that last minute penalty. He actually shot. did the right thing for once. As in, like, he went to look at it and then the decided. The ref called it pen, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. the ref actually exactly. awarded the pen. Oh, then, then he reversed his own decision. Yeah. But do you know what? Even the um, the defender, Solly, was it Solly Mark? Yeah, he wasn't he fully convinced, you know. Him, he was a bit the, sheepish with his he um, got the ball, with protest. Like, really cleanly and clearly. Yeah, he did touch it. And it's not like it was even a uh, an immediate follow through type thing. Do you see what I mean? But they're just. I, I, to be to be honest, I didn't think it was a pen, but I think he was lucky as well because I think he, he knows he's beating yeah, him. But he touched the ball. Okay, and just him sticking his yeah, leg out, he like, touched the ball. There's, I, there's no way that's a pen. I, I think his intention was to take him out, but he touched the ball in the process. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's done him, isn't it? He's fainted and he's come inside all season actually. Uh, 
And they all thought that he was, he was just going to sort of... Well, I was uh, watching it, the Andy Gray and the... um, Whatever his name is. Yeah, and they're just laying it on thick, but uh, I thought that was a good call. Yeah, and the last match, uh, Everton 3 for them 2. Um, yeah. Calvin Lewis with two Inzaghi-type finishes. Calvin Lewis, you know. What is his Calvin name? Calvin Lewin, man. Oh, <laughs> It's, it's a guy's name. It's, 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 it's the same concept as uh, and, Marcus and Greenfoot. We please not talk about any Fulham games. I, I can't remember all these players' names, man. Come on. Probably want to spend talking about um, Greg Clark, not Greg Dyke. And um, the way he was... The way he basically described ethnic minorities... Uh, Mac, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's a vigor. I don't think. I think that's even too simplistic. I think like obviously, Greg Clark was an ethnic chairman mm-hmm. who had to step down because he done the cardinal. He had like the triumvirate of basically like offending or being homophobic, mm-hmm. racist, and sexist mm-hmm. in one in like one. You're breaking up. I think it's interesting, actually, in terms of kind of what he said. I think it's You're an interesting up. discussion. In terms of... Yo, Mac, yeah. Mac, 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 Mac. One second, one second, Mac. Yeah. Mac, you, you're breaking it up. Start again after you said the triumphant. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Homophobic, racist, and sexist. Mm. And as a result, his position was untenable. But I think mm. it's actually interesting if you actually go and explore what he said. And whether kind of your perspective will be the same. So, what do you guys think of it? <laughs> yeah, I, I just like the fact that he didn't need to say these things. He wasn't being grilled. <laughs> it would just be he just chatting yeah. to select committee about uh, what the wider uh, changes of football, and he just starts blurting exactly. out nonsense. Yeah, but the this, irony was, yeah, exactly. he was trying to this prove is... that he was being inclusive. Hmm. <laughs> He's such an idiot. It's like getting fired Exactly. And it's not just your day off from work. It's that day that you get to do charity work. Yeah. Where work pays for you to do charity work. Right. Um, he's a donor. But the thing is, yeah, like what I think is really telling is the fact that a lot of this is so yeah. innocuous that he didn't think it was a problem. Do you see what I mean? Do you know what's interesting, yeah? I think my take on this is probably different from virtually everyone else's take. Like, did you guys actually listen to what he said in t- like, to the actual select committee audio or watch it? No. Huh? Okay, Yusuf, you watched it. See me, yeah? Yeah. I think, yeah, the most agreeable yeah, I watched thing he it. said it's... was about the IT department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ambition. To me, everything else... Yes. That's what, the thing. We're Asian kids are supposed to end up in that job in IT. It was a value judgment about black people and Asians. Yeah, yeah. That was a value judgment about Asians. Both. But if you actually listen to what he said here, when he spoke about the coloured thing here, he said it's because he spent a lot of time in America. It was a slip of the tongue. And people of colour is actually uh-huh. a standard term. That's like, that's yeah. explainable. In America, yeah. Like, you could put that down, that's explainable. Even yeah. Then the homosexuality thing here, it's actually misreported what he actually said. He didn't say it. 
Now, the reporter, the reporter that he said homosexuality is a lifestyle choice. He did not say that. He said being gay is their choice. But if you actually listen to the context of what he said, he didn't mean that. He meant that being gay is like, it's not a big deal. It's like just that no one cares. It's their business. That's what he meant. It was like the wrong word when he said choice. But he wasn't saying that homosexuality is a choice. He just meant that homosexuality is in irrelevance to anyone else. It's not anyone else's business. That's what he meant. You actually listen to the context of what he said. And even what he said about the girls here, and like not wanting to get hit in the face here, he didn't re- exactly he didn't report that as first hand. He reported that that is what he's actually been told. He was quoting the And coach. the thing about is, yeah, when you look in context, yeah. like nobody yeah. wants to get hit in their face with a ball. Like footballers who are professional footballers duck or put their hands up and give away penalties because they don't want to get hit with a ball in their face. So like that's not like a, one. He was quoting someone. He wasn't saying it was first hand. Mm. And two, that's not that's not a, like particularly like. Like, what's it called? Like, a wild take. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. It's actually like... So why would he resign then? Before. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what? I was, tra- I was trying to Elmo about this a couple yeah. of uh, days ago. And everything you say, I sort of agree with you. Because he wasn't on there going, anywhere this, you know, all that about you, gay this, whatever, sexism, yeah. that. It was all, it can be explained. But it's just the way he said it. Yeah, but but again, and, but it just shows he's out of also, touch. Also, no, it shows he's out of touch. Yeah, the, yeah, the way he said it, the fact that he he realized, you know, it was, you know, the fact that he didn't realize is that shows that sort also, of wider institutionalism of, of these people are so out of touch they think they're yeah. in touch. But it's got, uh, that's what I mean. It's the bigger picture stuff. The big the big picture project. I think because he he backed it and he was sort of like. No, behind uh, behind the scenes player. No, no, he's, 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 he was against the big, bigger picture project. Yeah. yeah. He... Do you know what's funny? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't he was... see he in 2017. Yeah, so he, was, he was behind, he he was behind the curtains. Fluff, so... And no one got rid of him. Nobody got rid of him then. Then he said these comments now, yeah, they're actually yeah, explainable. Yeah, but it's only because really because of the big picture stuff. If the big picture stuff okay. and people didn't want to get rid of him, he would still be in his job. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's the big picture stuff because he's he got so much pressure mm. and his position is untenable because of the big picture stuff. He's an idiot. None of his comments taken in isolation. I mean, I at the same time, he's a bloody idiot. Understand the context. They weren't like to me. The worst thing is about the Asians and yeah. the thing because you know why? Yeah. I say, and that's an interesting discussion for me. Yeah. To me, that shows a lack of insight because he's actually saying. As if, like, it's just the choice that people have made here. And if there isn't kind of lots of, like, cultural reasons, biases, and reasons why people are not do, don't do certain things. Mm. So, for example, why are black people, like, pushed towards sports and aim entertainment as viable job choices? Or why, for example, like, is there no South Asian representation in football? And those are kind of discussions I need to have. But his one seems to lack any of the understanding. It was almost like, it's just the individual decision people make. And to me, that's where there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. what you what you said there, what you said there are two valid broad talking topics. Yeah, but he didn't understand. He, he, he just, just he sort of that nuance, touched on that, but he, he just, just went off like complete left like, field of it. People made that is a is a conscious decision people mm-hmm. make to do that. Not recognizing like it's all these kind of institutional factors why certain people do certain things. And you know what's interesting, yeah? Like, there's an interesting comparison for me, yeah, with basketball. Because, like, I don't know if you... Obviously, you guys don't watch basketball, yeah, but NBA draft, yeah, 
where the guys are drafted, the new guys drafted in the league was last week. And basically, in the draft year, of like 60 people or whatever, yeah, eight of the guys were like basically of, of Nigerian descent. Which is like a massive number. Mm. Like, like, think about it, of 60 people, eight of them were of Nigerian descent. Like, think about how many Nigerians there is in America for eight of the people to be drafted if you have Nigerian descent. That's like a ridiculously high number. Mm. And why it's interesting for me, yeah, is because like a lot of the like, this is a proper new thing of like a massive like Nigerian American population basically becoming basketball players. There's been a few in the last few years, and like now you can see it's ramping up. And like Nigerians in America to me would be similar to South Asians here, in a sense that like traditionally they're the kind of people that would like dissuade you against doing stuff like basketball. That wouldn't be seen as a viable career choice. Mm. It would be seen as like go do your books, become a lawyer, become a doctor, become an engineer. But now as like cultural like views on like whether like sport being a viable career choice have changed, you're seeing people actually that previously would have gone and done academic become like become basketball players and they're becoming successful at it. Mm. But, and then you wonder like why is that cultural reason for like South Asians not becoming footballers? Like do you think do you think that, that will change at some point? Yeah. I mean I don't know loads about basketball, but isn't there still a link between education and sporting success in America? So what do you mean? Like don't you have to go to college or university or whatever anyway? No, nah, it doesn't mean anything because guys like those guys are one and done guys who go to university for one year just to get eligible to become basketball players. Ah, okay. So there's no link real, there's no real link between education and what sport and basketball anyway. Mm. So it's interesting in terms of like, do you think like why like do you think there'll ever be a sea change like similar to like Nigerian Americans where like South Asians will see football as being like a career choice? And how much of that? And how much, how much do you think that is, like, caught to a reason? How much do you think that, that because no. the representation isn't there? But I, I'll, I'll be honest, with that, with that point, Mac, here, yeah, hmm. you know when you said, like, with, uh, the thing is, like, that's, at yeah, the highest level, that's not my yeah, whole point. no one takes South Asian players seriously. Yeah? That's at the highest level. That's at the highest level. Yeah. That's the highest level. If you go down to a kickabout at Power League or hmm. Gold, and an Asian guy jump in with nine other black guys. Is that true? I don't know. Is that, is that the reality? Uh, they're going to try to avoid passing to him. Yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you from my experience. You kind of have to go into the pit and you have to earn you, their respect first before is, they yeah, start like, passing I just, to you. It's interesting for me. Yeah. How much do you think it is that South Asian culturally are not being encouraged to play football as a viable career? And how much do you think it is like Football is not. Football does not see South Asians as becoming football players, so they're not. Football teams are not looking to actually bring through South Asian players. Again, again, it's two things. All right, so yes, like most people, like the parents, you don't get the encouragement from the parents. You don't, okay. But secondly, yeah, like if you got, if you're trying to start thinking with your head as well as an individual, you're going to think to yourself. You know what? What are the chances of me making it anyway? Forget. It. I'm just gonna focus on my 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 books and my education. But the the the, the reason why I brought that thingy that last um that last example up because I I played mm. it like I I've been playing with guys for like what like five or six years yeah, and then when someone new comes along another mm. like a new black guy guy won't pass to me. I'm thinking like who do you think you are? I've been mm. playing it for like six years. Everyone passes the ball to me and you're not passing to me like. Why is that? You're the one. He's really trying to earn your respect. Now I've got, I've got to go out and earn your That's respect. Isn't there a British culture of the enemy? What's that? So, for example, 
when you think about it logically, yeah, look at the population in South Asia. Yeah, it's huge. Mm. There mm. must be good people, good players there, right? If mm. you believe in normal distribution, you should have talented, top class players there, right? Well, not necessarily because it depends on sport you play. Yeah, no, but let me just sort of follow out, continue the train of thought, yeah? Also, mm. commercially, there should be opportunities there, right? Like, I watched a, a documentary in which the Americans, specifically the NBA, thought the exact same thing about China. Yeah. And they poured loads of, like, time and resources and effort into trying to find Chinese players. Yeah. And the same for India. And then what they realised, actually, in India, there was a taboo. Yeah? Mm. Not really. Taboo's probably the wrong word. It was just... It was this, but it was this exact same thing where... Unless it was something established, parents preferred their kids to sort of not be out playing, let alone playing basketball, where there wasn't sort of the infrastructure to do it. Do you see what I mean? And they had to try yeah. really hard to convince people that this is a good thing on so many different levels. I mean, yeah. And, and I feel like that's an element here. Like, Yeah, it's definitely it's a matter of representation. Mm. Until you see someone, until the first person makes it and kicks down the door, mm. no one, because you don't have that, like you can't point to your parent and be like, oh, rah, like, look at this person. Yeah. But what if, you what I'm but what is distinctly American is, even where that representation isn't there, the American system, because it's, this, it's like more capitalist, you could argue, they'll say, oh, well, but let, let's try and try really hard to get that representation through because there are other benefits to us. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, like, you just, we were just talking about Greg Clark, like, he does not seem that type of visionary, if you see what I mean. But he's also ignorant because he doesn't actually, he thinks it's simply, exactly. there might be, there is an element of like cultural choice about values and stuff. But it's also a thing about what you say about representation. Until you see actually somebody make it, people don't see it as something that's attainable. And like, there's definitely cultural bias it's against South Asians becoming footballers. As I've all said, they live on a past of water, man. Mm. So that's what I'm trying to say. He's not he's not putting all these things together. Yeah. And until best someone does that, like you're gonna like you have that same lazy, lazy thinking, you won't get people doing it. So people be like, oh, why are black people not working in like IT? And that because black people are not conditioned or not encouraged to do STEM subjects because they're not seen as where their skills lie. Even though you can run you might have a youth brilliant at that stuff. And the same thing that like, you could have a footballer, like, Asian South Asian football has got so much potential, but he's not been encouraged to do it by the institution, but also, like, culturally, he's not been encouraged to do it because there hasn't been anybody before who's done it. Yeah. Sorry, Mac, what were you saying? So, you're saying there isn't a distinct British kind of cultural element to this? I don't think I'm saying that. What I'm trying to say is, it's like, you're right, there might be, like, in terms of, like, the British element of not maximising the economic benefit that could derive from it. I just think in terms of, like, it's a... Why I think his thinking is dangerous is because it, it, it basically absolves the institutions of all responsibility for why things are as they are. Mm, mm. And that's why that's dangerous. Because his, simply, his view is simply, it's, it's as simple as it being a career choice. Mm. Why? Basically, he's saying South Asians are not producing footballers 
because they don't see it as a viable career. Mm. But there's oh, oh, but then there, there's so much to unpack around that. Mm. And that's not even strictly speaking true. But there's so much to unpack around that. And if that's his line of thinking, then there won't be more. And it's having someone who's so short-sighted running something as the FA is just dangerous. Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, the black community is not producing enough sort of IT graduates. That's what I mean. Because yeah. they don't want to go into IT. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Having someone, yeah. someone or someone who's like basically so short-sighted and lacks any kind of understanding or nuance about how things work in reality is just dangerous. That's the most out of touch thing for me. That shows that out of touch is. Yeah. Forget, forget the fact he said coloured uh-huh. rather than people of colour. Like, that's like, to me, that's like just like the things that's not important. The important thing is how out of touch is in terms of how power and institutions work. That's what's really dangerous for me. Yeah, I, I know, I know, you know, I know we went sideways and we brought in like the perception of Asian footballers, yeah. Mm. And I, I know, I know, like he's a figurehead of the FA, but we have to change everyone's perception, yeah. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I'll be honest, yeah. Again, again, recalling from my own um, experiences, yeah. But if you come up against um, a team, right, 11 players, and you see an Asian guy, straight away you're thinking, that's the guy we're targeting. Mm. You're going to think, there's the weak link right there. You ain't even seen the guy kick a ball yet. But you're thinking, that's the guy we're going to target. There's the weak link. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's weird. Like, you know, like, for example, yeah, like, you're always told you have to be 100%, 10 times better or whatever. Uh-huh. It almost sounds like if you're an Asian footballer, that's how you have to be to basically prove yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, like, your point about, all right, he said coloured, that's not really that important. Yeah. The reason why I do think it's important is because he is the figurehead for this institution, yeah? Yeah. And we're going through, like, a period in which there's lots of, let's just call it volatility, yeah? Mm. And there should be heightened awareness. Like, you yeah. know he's got no awareness. He's clearly demonstrated that, right? Yeah. But, like, to even just slip up with this type of language, which can be so powerful and so impactful, Yeah. Do you know what, Elmo, Elmo, do you know what I think it is? I think it's a sign of not just the, the FA, but politics now in general, isn't it? The people at the top, yeah, they don't go through all these education courses. Their job is to make sure everyone below them does. Mm. Anywhere you go now, yeah, when there's training, yeah, senior management will avoid it, but will make sure that everyone in the team has to go on it. Yes or no? True. Yeah. He's another one of them. He didn't go on the training. He didn't go on the education. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, that is true as well. The education for is definitely true. Like in terms of like senior senior manager or whatever not being held accountable in the same way. Yeah, mm. but to me, like I understand the language and stuff is powerful. Yeah, but to me, that's symbolism. Isn't it? That's just like that's like not the important stuff. The important stuff is like not. I can't explain it. The important stuff is not like it's like for example. Yeah, I heard a man use this example. Yeah the other day and I thought this is a good example that you see in America yeah you see civil rights mm. obviously like the man who pushed through civil rights there was Lyndon Johnson isn't it? Mm. that's Lyndon Johnson was like obviously you know in America yeah, you have like obviously like Democrats are seen to be liberal and like or more liberal Republicans are seen to be the opposite isn't it? Mm. but obviously traditionally you know in America yeah you know like of the south you know like in the south here yeah, Obviously, the South now is seen as very Republican, isn't it? Because it's seen as very kind of like conservative, isn't it? But traditionally, the South was very much Democrat, isn't it? Uh-huh. 
until like, like uh, Lincoln was Republican. Republican. Yeah, exactly. President. Yeah. It, they, it, fl- it flipped in like the fifties or so. It was, yeah, it was in the sixties. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, it flipped because yeah. the Democrats were like the Democrats were like the, the Republicans right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, to to an extent, yeah. You know, you have like and you have the concept of like a Dixiecrat in it, which are the Southern yeah. Democrats. And for example, you had like the guy. I know that you probably heard this when you talk about like segregation. Now segregation in the past, of segregation forever, which is like that famous George Wallace speech. Isn't it? He was like a very racist Democrat senator, but he was a Democrat. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Lyndon Johnson, yeah, he was a Southern Democrat, innit? And like, he's the kind of man, like, casual racism was like, he was that was standard for him, innit? Like, he was a standardly casual racist, innit? He was a Southern Democrat. That's what the man that fought, innit? But he also is a man who, like, basically, like, put his neck on the line to push through the civil rights bill, innit? Mm. And this is what I'm trying to say here. It's like, do you care that my man might call a black man a nigger? Or do you care about the fact that he's actually pushed through legislation that actually makes real change? Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get and you see what I'm trying to say? It's like, yeah. people are like, get caught up in like, oh, he used a bad language. Like, he used the wrong terminology, which is, yeah, I get it's important. But the fact is like, in terms of like, is he willing to actually make change and like, yeah. make institutional change? And to me, the big, I don't really like, fair enough, he didn't say people of colour, but if he meant that, that's, a, that's actually a mistake that's actually like explainable. Yeah. But the fact that he thinks it's simply a career choice, why there's yeah. such a lack of reputation of certain people in certain places, yeah. that's the issue because that's institutional failure that he's actually responsible for. And if he's running an institution, that's what he thinks. That's what's dangerous. Yeah. It's not the fact he said college. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's... I think in terms of a hierarchy, yeah, if I had to prioritise what is the worst out of those two, definitely, yeah. I'm merely saying the point that actually I don't even think we should even give him uh, we should let him off on the language thing right because this is such for the first time in a very long time this issue is front and centre right yeah as you said if he described institutional racism as fluff two years ago or whatever that went unpunished at a time where it probably could have gone unpunished and it did go unpunished right like, right now, slipping up on this sort of stuff, yeah, there's no way, like, you should not be doing it. Elmo, I think he's, he also did it because institutionally, he's talking to his select committee and he feels comfortable in that, in that setting because everyone he's talking to is part of that sort of establishment and it's, that's how they talk generally. I'm not privy to the conversations, but I, I assume they all talk like that. They all use those terminologies. They have that way of thinking. So it's, it's sort of like a mask that section of the establishment of how the way they think. Mm. See, I partially agree with you. I don't agree in the sense that I feel like he spoke like that because the, the his audience would understand him. I think they're probably, you know, would love to point score and pick him up on the stuff that he says, right? But I, I feel like he spoke in that way because that's generally the way he speaks. And that's generally the way he... That's the type... Like, whether he's trying to say the right thing or the wrong thing, that's the language but that, that he that, uses anyway. But, but that's, that comes down to the fact that he hasn't had the education. Yeah, but some things are not... Someone, hasn't, edu- told, someone hasn't told him... Someone hasn't told him, you can't, you can't say yeah, that, but mate. Like, does somebody also need to tell him that you could, like, you know... There is institutional racism. Do you see what I mean? Like, there's a there's a belief thing uh, there as well. I don't. Think but that's what I'm saying. That's my thing. Yeah. The problem. The problem with this thing here, with like, there's such like, there's such basically like a uh, desire yeah, to pull people up on things yeah, mm. which is not a bad thing yeah. People are gonna get basically just, like hamstrung 
by like and caught up on like oh they used the someone used the wrong term like oh they used like yeah. they use homosexual or not queer. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Ooh, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like he called someone coloured, yeah. and like people are gonna get so caught up in like the terminology. But what people need to care about is institutional change. Now I understand that you can't separate the two of them, yeah. but forget the fact he said coloured. Let's pull him up on institutional. I think we should pull him up on both. Yeah, but the whole problem. No, but the thing about it, people are actually people. What people like in this point scoring society that we live in, people actually focus more on the on the language, which is to me, and the big scheme thing is less important than institutional change. Because at the end of the day, the institutional change is more work. And people don't want to put in the work. Uh-huh. And no. that's the problem. Yeah. Now, I'm talking about the people that are pulling people up. They don't want to put in the work to make those changes. No, and it's happening right now in like, a particular parliament. Um, a couple of weeks ago, someone from the Labour side was talking about, uh, was lambasting a, um, the Tory party for not doing a, you know, a policy. And it was such a good like uh, argument. Mm. But because he said the word scum... yeah. And the, the Labour Party, the Tory Party, were like, we're not. I'm not going to address this. You used a foul. You used foul language. Yeah, yeah. So it should be, you know, it, it, the wording, yeah. the wording can create. But, yeah, but cultural. That, that's, def- that's deflection. Yeah, so I mean, the, uh, the wording can create deflection. It's just about the the actual subject. Yeah. And the topic. That's it. It needs to be more focused. I'm taking what my point yeah. is like at the moment. Yeah, because of like the kind of the way that we live in society is so much like. Picking people up and pulling it for oh my gosh you said that yeah there's not enough focus on the substance and why the, to me why the language is totally linked to the substance and it's important what is important is the substance and we need to like that's what needs to be addressed more than like someone's not using the right terminology you know what I mean I I listen I don't disagree with that I 100% agree with that I'm saying but irrespective of that language is still important you're still of a certain position you can see the what's going on around you yeah Mm. like there is no excuse yeah think about how much he gets briefed think about everything people have probably prepped his answers yeah for weeks this is a turn up on the day sort of thing right like it's just it's like I give him I don't have time for that if I'm being honest and actually the language thing I know you acknowledge its importance and I say it's important, but it's important when you start getting into like BAME territory and when people have a problem with that acronym, yeah? And the differences of experiences of South Asians and black people and the different challenges they face and the different kind of solutions that... Do you see what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, but... And all of that is relevant, yeah? And I... It probably does... if you care about change, it should take a backseat to substantive change. And it's hard to divorce the two. But as the chair of the FA, there is no way that you should go to a select committee and be slapdash with your language like that. No, 100% he's got to do better. 100% he's got to do better. But I'm just talking about, let's not like... And, and, and because he's chair of the FA, and because of his track record, and because of what he said... Definitely, but like, give him a hard time. It's a really good opportunity to send a signal out. But have you heard any? So, 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 how, how, so, how, so, how do they move forward now from this? Well, they, they move forward with Patrick McCormick, who's the interim head. Emil Heskey's getting the job, apparently. No, but the guy who's interim until February, he's the guy that represented Suarez in the Patrice Ever case, and he represented the three Deeds players when they beat up that. that 
I know, but on 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 the surface, I don't, I I don't know nothing about him. I just know those things about yeah, him. Yeah, he might. That, my so mate knows him he... well. My mate's friend, and he's like, no, but that's 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 like a publicity thing. It doesn't you? you get rid yeah. of again, oh, yeah. Those things, and you put in that guy. You look back at his track record, a quick Google search, and you're like, hang on, that doesn't add up. It's it's so short sighted. It's it's just so it's isn't it? Again, yeah. Like anyone but him, yeah. Anyone. Yeah, well, that's the lack of, the lack just... of respect, though, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. They're just like, oh, who's who's next in line? Oh, that white guy. But is he next in line, though? Is he just interim? But he's he's interim. But that's you mean? Okay. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, I know. I know it is. You're bringing someone in to steady a shit, like... right? No, no, but uh, yeah, but interim might be like he's got the post for two months because someone. They're 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 waiting for someone else to apply. No, no, no. He he. Greg Clark can't. Uh, I think no. Um, there's some FIFA vote in February, and I don't think they they. Uh, Greg Clark initially said he doesn't want to get out this position because of the FIFA vote and it would destabilize the FA. So this guy's and interim. they binned him. Yeah, but he's, FIFA binned him. Yeah, but now he's this guy's stepped in interim until February. But my thing is, why make him do? Yes, it doesn't send out a very good message. Like I literally googled that and like spent five minutes googling. And I was like, "Come on, this is this is ridiculous." This is, I thought I thought it was like a uh, a joke. <laughs> I honestly, I, I had to like I saw it on Twitter. I was like, "Oh, this guy's like a parody account." Then I googled it. I was like, "No, this is yeah." Actually... But so so they had they spoke about who's potentially applying for it. Or who's no, in the running for the role. I've only it seen. I've only seen. Is it? Now the government's not allowed to interfere with with thingy, the uh, the no, football association, are they? They're a shareholder. I don't think it's a government appointment. I know, I'm just asking. I don't know, but they're a shareholder, right? That that's the way the system works. I have no idea. Yeah, the... I thought I thought I read I read Paul Elliott might be running. No, actually, no, but he, he's not skeleton thought... to cover with that thing with Richard, with Richard Rufus. Do you remember that thing with Rufus? No, no, I don't know. Yeah, like he he got a bit, his reputation got tarnished a bit with that. I don't know. All I didn't didn't Paul Elliott just got like his his career just got murked yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, no, he's obviously on Football Italia. But obviously, he's been doing that kind of. He's been involved in those kind of things for years. But about six years ago, there was something. Huh? What's the Richard Rufus? About thing? six years ago, there was something with you know Richard Rufus. He's played for Charlton. Them them two yeah, were yeah. working in those kind of circles, and they fell out over some money thing. And then I think Richard Rufus made, I mean, he made some proper disparaging remarks about him. And I said it was some kind of libel case or yeah. something. And yeah, Paul Elliott, yeah. I think he's like, his career took a bit in those kind of like fields. Basically, like, it took a bit of a bat in his reputation. I think so, anyway. I'm sure that's what happened. No, I mean, how is going for it? Well, well the, um, the FA have appointed a six panel, six person panel to oversee the recruitment. So it's not a government decision; it's an FA decision. Who's on the panel, though? Uh, uh, yeah, who, how inclusive uh, is the panel? Well, it's got uh, Liam Rossini. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which is surprising, but also 
woohoo because I really like Liam Senior. Why did he even put through as like a thinking man's footballer? I, I think like, he is. He's like, got like a, a, a column in yeah. the Guardian. He's on these FA panels. Why him? Like? I they need. I, a, uh, is he like a Wayne Rooney's assistant at Derby as well? Yeah, first team coach. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Imagine. No, I, I, I just, I, so like you said, he's thinking about Yusuf. Is he, is he assistant coach or assistant to the coach? Uh, first team coach. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they've got uh, they've got him. They got a couple of board members. One of them's called Rupinda Baines. I'm going out on the limb to say that. One of Matt's mates. Um, Jack Pierce, Kate Tinsley, and it's been led by Stacy Cartwright, a non-executive independent director of the FA. Okay. Okay. So it's a diverse, quote unquote, diverse panel. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know who's in the running or or any sort of um, any sort of favourites. Do you, Do you think they're under pressure to put a someone from a Bane background into that position now? Yeah, Colin Powell's got this. So is. <laughs> I don't think they're under pressure, but I don't think it. I think you're definitely part of their consideration. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, like as well, though, like. Oh, like, but do you know what? To, to me, we don't even know what, what was Greg Clark's credentials for the job he's anyway. The business guy, who the hell was he before? Yeah, they all are business guy. all bankers and, and uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> you all are, and like media people, you all are. Is this country producing enough ethnic minorities of the right? Caliber is not the right word of the right type to be in those kind of roles. Yeah, yeah, but again, but, but what is what is the like qualification or the entry? Requirement I don't know. For that role? You need someone who's got like a smooth operator, like in America, you know, they'll have some like if you're not having like someone like Condoleezza Rice here, but they'll have like some like business guy who's got the like yeah. credibility. Yeah. Do they have are they producing like for example, like the guy that came to my mind for that, he wouldn't do it, but it's like, do you know, like that TM guy. The guy used yeah, to run yeah. like uh, credential and Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of level yeah. of guy. We need corporate high flyers, basically. And yeah, it's like yeah, they don't have. It's like I don't know if there's well, not black people anyway. Like I can't really think of enough. Like there is some, but it seems like a limited pool of people on the type of level. Like they they recycle man like Trevor Phillips, them dinosaurs. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's there's, there's a couple of brown guys on uh, Dragon's Den. Is it? Do they qualify? <laughs> Tuka Suleiman. Oh, I'd vote for What was that name, Abel? Tuka Suleiman. I'd, I'd like the name. I'd, I'd vote. Yeah. I vote for Suleiman. Yeah. Who's that? He's one of the dragons on uh, Dragons Den. Yeah, I think last time I watched Dragon, I watched Dragons Den. Tony Blair might have been prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> That's your second Tony Blair yeah. reference. Are you missing yeah, him? Huh? If I'm not allowed to talk about Ed, Adrian, you need to leave Tony Blair alone. Yeah. Everyone misses like everyone's favourite Middle East peace envoy. <laughs> but yeah, oh just like on your point though, yeah, before we finish, yeah. You see we're talking about like in terms of yeah. like the importance of good like language and stuff, yeah. Think about it, in terms of like what people are focused on since Greg Clark has gone, yeah. Mm. Everyone is focused about like mostly on the fact to use the word coloured. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, there's a form and substance thing. You're definitely right. But given everything that's going on, like 
and his position and where he was and everything else. Like, it's about time people get, you know, to like, when you think about it, if he said institutional racism doesn't exist or is fluff on one hand and at the same time saying, you know, referring, using the word coloured, like, to me, the former is much worse. But the fact that he's getting... He's getting slaughtered over just using the word coloured right now is a sign of progress to me, right? Mm. And and so I think that needs to kind of be kept up. And like I would, I'm I'm a pragmatist. I would prefer something gets sorted, and then we think about you know all of the woke forward slash snowflake issues later. But um, but it's it's I don't know. Like um, so Emma, I'm right to think you're saying that the language is important but not as important as the wider the wider narratives i.e. introduce racism uh, that's yes and no i'm not saying it in that way because it's hard to divorce the two but like if i had a choice i would rather have action or, or substantive action in this area and then sort of focus on sort of language right but that but language would be a very close second because it feeds directly into everything else. What I'm saying is like I know I agree with Mac in every single way, apart from I think he should be given a hard time over this, not least because uh, in terms of his use of colour, not least because he's an idiot. He's the chairman of the FA. Look at the current climate that we're in. The way he would have been briefed, the way he would have been prepped, like there is no excuse for being slapdash about homophobia, about gender issues or ethnic minority issues. Like, there's, like, zero tolerance, yeah? And the fact that he slipped up on all three, <coughs> if it doesn't speak to him being a bad person, it speaks to, it massively speaks to competence, yeah? And so he deserved it. And if you look at his track record, which I haven't looked at and I don't, there are, like, signs that actually... He probably is a shitty person. So allegedly. allegedly. On that note, on that note, cool. should we get the hell out of here? I need to watch Undertaker. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, guys. Blue. All right. Bye bye.